Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 98, and it's entitled Drop a Handkerchief. Now, you may not know what that means. Well, so I did a, I spoke for a large group recently. And one of the questions that was asked is like, well, what happens when, what do you do, especially when you're a girl that doesn't get asked out? And then I was talking to another friend just a few nights ago. And she told me this funny story about how people in olden times used to drop handkerchiefs to show they were interested in people. And I was like, no way, that cannot be a thing. You've got to be kidding me. Well, sure enough, I looked it up on Google that second, and it was a thing. And so I just, I just found th- there's a website, it's called Hanky Book. I think it's basically about the history of a handkerchief. But there's a, there's a section on here that I want to read. And it says, when it says, handkerchief gestures came to be a secret language of love. When a maiden tossed her handkerchief from a window, it was a declaration of love, hopefully to be picked up by the man she intended, intended her love for and not a passing stranger. Should the object of her affection carefully pick it up and fold it into his pocket, it was the medieval equivalent of swiping right and finding that it's a match. Or, if she was in the market, she would drop her handkerchief on the ground in one of many public parks that were frequented by eligible young gentlemen and chaperone young women. This would mean that she is looking to meet the person she would love, and who would love her. Instead of ghosting or flowery breakup letters, just lovers just sent those handkerchiefs back to each other, symbolic of returning love. A woman might send a homemade hanky embroidered with patterns that carried its own bespoke meaning to her love interest to be kept as a token. Should lovers exchange hankies with singed singed edges, it meant a deep, searing, passionate love. Now, honestly, as I'm reading this, I'm just laughing because I find this hilarious. But I think there are some really cool points here. And one of those is, you got to get creative. If you're sitting there and if you haven't found the person of your dreams, and if you're not getting asked out, you've got to get creative. This has got to come down to you. There's a scripture in the Book of Mormon that says, there are things to act and there are things to be acted upon. Do you want to be the thing that acts or do you want to be the thing that acts, acts upon? Now, I had a, a coach at one time that taught me to become a buyer instead of a seller. What's the difference? A, a buyer is a person that has countless options. I mean, you are in control. You have so many people that are interested in you that you get to pick. A seller is one that just says, hey, I just want something. I'll take anything. Please, please, please take me. Now, one of those is a position of power, and one of those is a position of not power. But either way, regardless, both of those are just thoughts. Am I a buyer? Am I a seller? 
Do I feel good today? Do I not feel so good today? When you settle down, when your thinking settles down, creative ideas come to you. I remember a time that, coming back to the, the dropping the handkerchief thing, I, I remember a time that I was really interested in this girl, and at the time I had a, a client of mine was a musician, and I asked him if he would write a song for her. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and, and honestly, she thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Now, that, that didn't work out, but I love the fact that I did something. You know, there's something about acting. There's something about saying, you know what? I, well, and the, the thing I want to say is what stops us from acting is the thoughts inside our head that say, you're not good enough. Why would that person ever want you? Um, you're just, you're just going to die and be an old person that never gets to be married. You're catastrophizing everything. There's something about when you come back to being comfortable with yourself that you're willing to take more steps. There's a, there's a story that is told in The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck that the, the version I, I remember hearing of this was from Michael Neal. It basically talked about how, you, you know, in order to climb Mount Everest, you have to have a really strong base camp. Now, as single people, a lot of times we don't feel like we have that base camp. We don't feel like we have anything to come back to. We just have to come back to ourselves. We have to come back home. What is home? Home is that beautiful feeling that is inside of each of us, except for all the crazy feelings and thoughts we have that don't feel that way. I know many of you have had many challenging experiences in your life. I know many of you are sad, many of you are frustrated, many of you are upset. Why in the world has this not worked out for me yet? My truthful answer is I don't know. I've known people that are the most amazing people in the world that have, have money, have jobs, have everything, and are just good, decent people that don't meet their person till later in life. It comes down to taking our hands off the steering wheel. I mean, if you could understand and if you could know that God absolutely wants what's best for you and he's going to guide you, he's going to direct you and he's going to assist you any way that he can. I want you to imagine that there was a certain road that was set up for you. Just you. It was almost like a ride at Disneyland. Except it was going to last your entire life. And it was going to be the most amazing ride you could have ever experienced.
if you trust, if you know, and if you listen and follow, your life will be more amazing than you could ever imagine. But what about those times that you're going through the ride that you're just, you, you feel like you're not getting anywhere? Or, you know what? It's like you have good things happening on the ride, but it's not the thing that you want most. And so you choose to get out of the ride. And you go and try to do it on your own for a little bit until you realize that doesn't work very well. And so you get back on the ride. There's something here about having the faith to act instead of being an object to be acted upon. You know, I heard this really cool... Uh, this this good email that I mean this sounds like real common sense. It was from Steve Chandler, and he talked about just being direct in what you want. Now, as a as a coach, I haven't always done that. I've kind of just talked to people and seen what I could do to help them instead of simply like. But that wastes a lot of people's time. It wastes my time. It wastes sometimes the people I'm talking to. Be direct and say, well, I help people live a life that's a lot less stress, a lot more creative, and a lot more resourceful, and I help them get what they want. That saves a lot of time. Do you know, the other thing that comes with being direct, that, that goes back to dropping the handkerchief, it takes vulnerability. But even then, vulnerability is is also just a thought. It's just the way we're thinking in the moment. Oh my goodness, if this doesn't... What if nobody picks up my handkerchief? What then? Or maybe even the guys. I, I don't know how this all worked. Maybe, maybe there was like a giant circle of women and in front of them they drop their handkerchief and the guys are like, hmm, yeah, I'll take that one. And they pick up the handkerchief and they're like, yay, I won! Or maybe it was just like this giant field of handkerchiefs with all these anxious girls watching me like, oh, who's going to pick it up? Who's going to pick it up? And all these guys walking around the handkerchiefs like, oh, which one's yours? Maybe they start making eye contact to some of the girls and they're like, hey, guide me. Which, which, which one's yours? Tell, tell me which handkerchief it is. And, and if it's a guy she is not interested in, she's like, she starts guiding him to a different handkerchief. <laughs> I mean, I think you could have had all kinds of fun with that one. You know, the funny thing is, I mean, I had an experience this morning where I was just guided and you know, I, I felt like I needed to just go pick something up. I was, I was in the temple this morning. I felt like I needed to go the other way and pick something up. And as I went out, I ran into somebody that... I was super surprised I ran into. We don't have to understand and know the end from the beginning. And you know why you're upset? You know why you're frustrated? Because you're trying to play God. You're going there and you're saying, No, my life should have worked out by this time. Says who? What if the most amazing person in the world just isn't ready for you yet? 
But what if they're doing the best they know how to? Like one of my favorite scriptures has become Doctrine and Covenants 111 verse 11. And it says, be ye as wise as serpents and yet without sin. And I will order all things for your good as fast as you're able to receive them. So what is my job in that? Well, my job is to be wise. That's it. There's another scripture in the Book of Mormon that says, Oh, be wise. What can I say more? That's it. That's all it says. When we are wise, we listen, we follow. We don't get so caught up in all of our crazy leprechaun thinking. We don't get overthinking. We live in the quiet of our mind. We live in this beautiful feeling of the Spirit. See, when you're so obsessed with how things are going to work out, you're not in the present moment. And you're not able to hear. I don't remember where this analogy comes from, but I don't think it was originally mine. If you're listening to a giant rock band that you're not even enjoying, like let's imagine, insert worst band here, like Nickelback. I'm so kidding. I, I just, I think it's so funny that people use that joke all the time. How bad Nickelback's, how bad Nickelback sucks when they're off touring the world, living the life of their dreams, and the people criticizing them are sitting home eating bonbons. I just find that hilarious. But no, seriously, insert, like, and I actually like Nickelback, but insert whatever, whatever band, I mean, maybe even like a, a fifth grade band that's just pulling really, really, really loud noise, or maybe even a little kid that's just banging on the drums or banging on the electric guitar, the max volume. Well, if you're so worried about paying attention to that, you're not going to hear the beautiful acoustic guitar that's being played in the background. When you have so much thinking about, oh my goodness, my life isn't working out, you're missing it. This is your life. You get to decide how you want to live it. This is your life. You never live twice. I think that's a lyric from a song. You got one shot, guys. You got one shot at this life. And there's different times and seasons. I, I, I think one of the greatest purposes of our life is to find joy in whatever season we're in. Okay, I'm single. How can I find the most joy in this time of my life? And one of those areas, if you're struggling especially, is to serve. Oh my goodness, I had such beautiful conversations with people yesterday. Beautiful, beautiful coaching conversations, transformational conversations. That was awesome. I love it. But when you're so caught up in yourself, you're not going to be happy. Sidney Banks, the Scottish mystic, said, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. When we're so obsessed with us, we're missing the world around us. And one of those ways to drop a massive handkerchief is to go start playing big in the world. 
Go start making an impact. And even making a big impact in one person's life, that will make an impact in yours. I mean, one of the biggest ways to, you know, quote unquote, drop your handkerchief is to have a level of magnetism that everybody wants to be around you. I mean, this is kind of the, a different approach. It's not, it's not walking up and hoping somebody picks up your handkerchief. It's going up and saying, you know what? I don't have anybody in my life right now. But by the time that I'm done, I'm going to own the world. Everybody's going to want to be with me. You know, I, I know from the story of Ed, I've heard of Ed Sheeran. When he was younger, he actually had a stutter. Now, he doesn't have that anymore. He, what he did was just practice rapping. And he rapped over and over and over until the stutter was gone. And Ed Sheeran now, I'm, I, th I think he's married now, but before he was married, he could have had any girl in the world that he wanted. Or a pretty large selection. I mean, insert your celebrity crush right here. And the same way that you're crushing on them, there's probably a million other people doing the same thing. They have all kinds of options. I mean, so if you're feeling like you don't want to be vulnerable, just get engaged in your life. I mean, go start really, truly getting engaged in your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to become? Go do that. What is it that you want right now? I mean, even getting engaged in other areas of life. You might meet new people. But, but here's what I think is kind of happening. And because this is a podcast and you're not just in front of me, I can only go with what I'm feeling. We sit home and we say, why aren't I good enough? Why aren't people asking me out? Now, the first question is definitely not helpful because you are good enough. And if you just remembered that you are a child of God. You know, I love the quote by Marianne Williamson that says, you're playing small. Well, how does it start? Um, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, or fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You, you, listening to this right now, you are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. 
It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone, including you, including the person listening to this right now. It is in you. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. You know what's funny about that quote? It's often misquoted to Nelson Mandela because it was he that popularized her quote. But what if she'd never said it? Then he would have never had it. And I would have never had it to give to you. When you were engaged in your life, when you were on a mission, you know, it's kind of like, I, I, love, I love James Bond movies. He's on a mission. He has one mission the entire time. What is his mission? Well, it depends on the movie. It changes, but that is his mission. And everything he does focuses on that mission. What is your mission? What is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to become? That's another way to get people's interest. That's another way to get people's attention. But we truly do. We ask ourselves that question, who am I? Why in the world is anyone going to like me? I mean, there's a time in my life that I was super interested in this girl. And so it was every other guy known to man. And I totally shot myself in the foot. Only to find out later that I actually was, I actually was the front runner. <laughs> no, not after that, though. We get so much thinking in our head. And usually, you know what that thinking is? It's all the memories that we've been through. You have the right to ask. And another person has the right to say no. I want you to think about right now, somebody that you're really interested in. That you would love for you to ask out. Or that you would love for them to ask you out. What is it that you could do? To show them that you're interested. Yeah, it it does. It takes, you know, it's not about vulnerability. It's a simple choice. We've we've built this up so high in our heads that it's like, oh my goodness, what if this doesn't work out? You don't know if it's not going to work out until you try. And as Wayne Gretzky, the very famous NHL hockey player says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Is it a shot you want to take? Are you interested in that person more than you're not interested? Then take your shot. I mean, I had an experience where I was super inter- I was really interested in this girl and I didn't do anything about it. And then I saw her afterwards married and that was rough because there was Definitely still feelings on my end, and I I wouldn't even begin to ask her if she had feelings, because that's not right. But there was, and that was a really, really hard night for me. 
And there was another instance, another experience where I, I went, I, I definitely told the person how I felt and I got shot down. And that's okay too. Because you know what? Did the one, the one was hard. The second one was hard. But I can live with that. I, I can live with taking my shot. It's harder to live with the regret of not taking your shots. I mean, a couple simple ideas for you guys. And, and, I, and these are just, I don't know, these are pretty basic ideas. What's more helpful is just getting quiet in your mind. Actually, we'll, we'll do that even first. I want you to just get quiet. So if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But if you're not driving, close your eyes. And I want you to ask, what's one simple action I could take to show this person that I'm interested? And as your thinking settles down, wait for an answer. The wisdom that comes through us or to us through the Spirit is incredible. We just have to ask the right questions. There is a power in silence. There's a beautiful book by Ryan Holiday that's called Silence is the Key or something like that. Amazing book. We want to speed up, but what we really need to do is slow down. Our thinking goes a, a thousand miles a minute. And we just have to get it to slow down. But we get it to slow down by doing nothing except being still. I love that scripture, be still and know that I am God. It doesn't say be still and desperately search for an answer. When we're still, the answers come. And if it comes and it leaves you feeling peace and a beautiful feeling, it's for you. If it doesn't leave you a beautiful feeling, that's telling you to not go forward. That's telling you whatever train of thought that you're on to just stop. So just to get you guys kind of going, what's a couple basic ways to show a guy you're interested? For me, the moment I knew that a particular girl that I, I was crazy interested in once she finally told me, she's like, Joseph, I'd really like to spend more time with you. That was it. That was like, oh, wait. Oh, really? Oh, cool. So yeah, if you're on board, I, I'm definitely on board. You can make them brownies. You can make them cookies. Um, you can take them to their favorite sporting event. You can, you, you can make them food. Or you can, you can just sit and listen to them and talk to them. You can invite them to go for a walk. You can invite them to go for ice cream. 
You can even invite them to hang out with your friend group. And, and if they turn you down, that's okay. And, and even if you're the turner downer, you don't have to feel bad. There was a time that I went on every date known to man. man not every date known to man, but quite a few that I really didn't want to be on. Because I felt everybody deserved a chance. But if I'm not enjoying it, that's a sign that that's probably not, not what I needed to be doing. If you want to go out with someone, by all means, go out with them. But if you don't want to go out with them, it's perfectly okay to say no. I mean, if, even if it's a pseudo date, guys, it's totally fine to say no to those too. Like I had a, a girl one time that's like, hey, well, this guy and this girl and me are going golfing. Uh, do you want to go with us? And I said no. <laughs> I knew what it was. I knew what it was. And I had no desire to be, get to know that person any better. You don't have to go out on dates to get to know people you're not interested in. Just for whatever that's worth. But it's only by showing people that you're actually interested. So, especially the girls listening, guys have this thing called ego, machoism, self-esteem, their man card, whatever you want to call it. And no matter how tough a guy looks, every guy you meet has been hurt. And once we've been hurt, we armor up a little bit more. We don't want to be hurt again. We, we don't want to be made to look like a fool. We don't want to pick up a girl's handkerchief and she's like, no, 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 not you. Put it back down. Drop it. Drop it. I, no, no, seriously. Drop it. The guy behind you, he was supposed to pick that up. Not you. Now when we, when we put our hands in our pockets and we walk away slowly. I'm only slightly kidding with that one. Sometimes it hurts, guys. Sometimes it stings. But it doesn't sting near as bad as never trying. Go after what you want. This is your life. You don't live twice. You don't get to go back and relive chapters of your life. You don't get to go back and have do-overs. This is it. This is what you got. You know, I saw something really cool in a friend's post. Her name's Shannon. And she posted how there's no... There's no before and after. There's then and now. Now is the only place you can do anything about. So coming back to my, my point here on, on guys and their vulnerability and their shields and their fences and walls. No matter the guy, we've all been hurt. 
And so usually, unless a girl shows interest first, I don't do anything. And even then, even like, if you take your shot, like, I guess some, some little tinier things that you can do that have been talked about, like if you touch a guy's arm or elbow or certain things like that, I mean, most guys would know, well, not even most, but I, I guess definitely some would know that you're interested. But if you take that shot and they're not interested, it's, it, it's not about you. It has nothing like, you have no idea where they're at, where their head's at. You could be the most gorgeous girl in the world and you can get turned down. Why? Because it's just not the right fit. I mean, I have. I've turned down some gorgeous girls. Because it wasn't the right fit. It didn't feel right. Did it have anything to do with them as a person? No. They get to choose however they want to live their lives. But don't make it about you. If you drop your handkerchief and it doesn't get picked up, oh well, pick it up and try again. I mean, aren't you grateful that you don't have to go walk in the park and drop a handkerchief and have the anticipation of waiting and waiting and waiting and, okay, is he going to pick it up? Is he going to pick it up? Is he going to pick it up? When we stop making rejection about us, and just as a simple yes or no, a, a request or and a refusal, it's okay. There's an awesome book. It's called The Aladdin Factor by Jack Canfield. And it talks all about asking for what you want. Guys, if you start asking for what you want, eventually you'll get it. Yet there was a time that for whatever reason, I felt just to call an insane amount of people, kind of like the, just the real, real type of door knocking. And I called probably, I don't know, 700 people. And that one client has generated me a significant amount of money. But after that, I stopped and I kept looking for the right way to do something. There is no right way, guys. Just pick one and go forward with it and then learn from it. Okay, well, that worked really well yesterday. Well, do I want to try that again? Okay. Or that didn't work so well yesterday. Okay, do I want to try it again? When it stops becoming a big deal about people saying no to you, it's much easier to ask. Like one of the things I've done with clients in the past is just had them go to or invited them to go to, uh, I mean, even like a Starbucks or just a, you know, a place where there's going to be other people that they can go up and talk to and just go start talking to people that you might be interested in at a party, like, or, you know, even a, you know, place where lots of people hang out, just go and start talking to people. When you're so concentrated on how you look and how you're coming off, you're generally not going to come off very well. 
But there is something about asking for what you want and showing up and doing the things you want to do. I know sometimes girls especially like to place all the blame on guys. Like it's their job. It's their job to ask us out. Maybe. But who decided that? Your mind? Some other person? If you want something, ask for it. So make it fun. Just don't put so much pressure. Don't put so much weight on your thinking. Are you going to run faster if you're carrying a giant backpack that's weight with 50 pounds in it? No. Like we put so much pressure on, oh, well, how do I do this? And what a, what's the right thing to do? What's the right thing to say? That we take all the fun out of it. Go have fun. If you want to ask somebody out, go ask them out. I mean, you don't even have to do the subtle things anymore. If you want to ask somebody, go out. And, and I'll just be honest, it is, it's probably harder for a guy to turn down an activity that he'd really love to go to. And, and guys, e- even with you, like if there's a girl you really want to take out, go ask her. Like we can, you can even do subtle things as a guy. You don't always have to do extravagant, over-the-top things. I mean, usually with, if I just want to take a girl out briefly, I'll take her out for ice cream. Ice cream is the perfect date. It costs nearly nothing compared to a lot of other dates. And you get to see, hey, did I enjoy her for an hour? Okay, do I want to take her out again? You don't always have to go with the big, extravagant, crazy dates. You can just do simple too. But make it fun. Like, take the pressure off. What if they say no? What if they say yes? You know, and planning every other step of your life from this hypothetical decision, just ask them. Go ask. And go have fun, guys. You can make, you can turn this into a game. I don't mean the type of game where you're like, well, I'm going to wait four days to call them. I mean the type of game that you're like, well, how can I find the person of my dreams and also have the time of my life as I'm doing it? That's a cool question. Go play with that one. And whatever things have come to you through this, go do that. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then, that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience, 
where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.